Hello, and welcome to the Kinks and Beatles Daily Deep Dive. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 233. Thanks for joining me. If you are in the live broadcast right now, make sure you say hello in the chat. We do have a poll question up. Um, that If it doesn't make sense to you yet, stick with this, and uh, it might make sense in a few minutes. Today we are talking about the song Too Many People by Paul McCartney. It's uh, released May 17th. 1971 uh, as the album opener on Ram, his second solo album, and on August 2nd, 1971 as the B-side to Uncle Albert Admiral Halsey. That's a heck of a single. Um, The Ram album is pretty deeply ingrained in the public rivalry between John and Paul immediately following the Beatles. Actually, all four Beatles wrote songs about the breakups. pretty soon after the breakup. Ringo has early 1971. George has a few on Living in the Material World. Um, The title track actually name checks John and Paul and Richie. And uh, Paul's got this one, Too Many People. Um, And the album, like I was saying, has other aspects to it that, that contribute to this rivalry. So the back cover of Ram supposedly shows two Beatles screwing each other. You can take that for what it's worth. Um, And this song has some veiled jabs at John in particular, which was um, much more clear to John than it probably was to the general public, especially at the time. We look back at it now, and we can kind of piece it together. But I think at the time, some of these might have been a little bit more veiled than, than others. Lennon would respond to this song in particular with a, a, a less subtle and infinitely more scathing song called How Do You Sleep, which would appear on his Imagine album. And he would also mock the Ram album artwork on the album artwork for Imagine by um, grabbing a pig by the ears in the same way that Paul is grabbing a ram by the horns um, on his album cover. And I think there's equal symbolism in both of those covers so the slights towards john may begin from the very first line of the song which is supposedly piece of cake he's just kind of it's almost like a scat he's not really it's not part of the song um it's kind of sung over the introduction and it's a reference to a line that comes later in that first verse but john evidently heard heard that's good english John evidently hears Piss Off when he hears this track. And um, I don't totally disagree with that assessment. It's hard to tell for sure. And they're very, I mean, Piece Of and Piss Off, that's almost a tomato-tomato situation there. Um, But it's very hard for me to hear Cake the way he sings it. Um... So who knows? That could have been John reading too much into it, which is ironic since he hated people reading too much into his music. But here we are. Um, He's obviously, he's looking for something, right? I mean, he's listening to the album, so he has that much respect for Paul that he's listening to him, um, either as a former songwriting partner or as a contemporary uh, competitor on the charts. But he's listening. Um, Once the song gets going, though, it's pretty easy to see how John could feel the whole song was about him. The first line, too many people going underground, too many reaching for a piece of cake. John and Yoko were heavily involved 
in what was considered underground political and art movements. Um, and I know this last one's a stretch, but John does reference eating cake in a bag in the lyrics to the ballad of John and Yoko. So I don't think that was actually part of the uh, insult, but I do think the going underground definitely was. And then later Paul sings, that was your first mistake. You took your lucky break and broke it in two. And we now know that John was officially the person who decided the Beatles were over. But one could argue it's Paul who actually broke the band in two, thanks to his insistence that his father-in-law manage the band. Right? So three guys in the band want Alan Klein to do it. They were wrong. We know that now. Paul wanted his father-in-law, Linda's dad, to be the band's manager. He was also wrong. He had to have seen why that would be a conflict of interest and why the other three would be like, no, we don't want your family managing the band. He can manage your personal stuff. Um, so it's really Paul that creates a faction in the band. You've got the Alan Klein faction, and then you have Paul by himself. And I've always thought, and it's easy to say looking back on it historically and as a complete outsider with no vested interest in the outcomes, um, but it always seemed obvious to me that just suggest a third person. I think all Paul had to do to stop this fight was be like, look, I really don't want Klein. I get why you don't want my dad or my father-in-law. Why don't we get so-and-so? And maybe that would have been enough to been like, you know, have the other three meet him halfway. But that's not what happened. And uh, what ended up happening was a mistake as far as Alan Klein was concerned. But it also inspired some pretty cool music in the early 70s from the band. Um, the last line that Paul admits to being about John comes toward the end of the song when he sings, Too many people preaching practices. Don't let them tell you what you want to be. Paul said in an interview that he'd been doing a lot, that John had been doing a lot of preaching, and it got up my nose a little bit which is an interesting turn of phrase. A uh, recording of the track took place in New York at Columbia Studios on November 10th, 1970, with overdub sessions occurring at various sessions um, from like January to April 1971. And the song is basically written in the key of G, but Paul takes a number of liberties with the harmony on this one. Um, the verse starts on a 4 of 4 chord. All right, so we've talked about this before, but in case you're unaware... You're in G, the four chord is C. G, A, B, C. That's your four. Now the four chord in the key of C, C, D, E, F, that's the four of four. Okay, that's considered a borrowed chord. Anytime you are doing a something of something, it's a borrowed chord from another key. So he starts with that four of four, and, and the key of G has one sharp in it, and that's F. And in the first chord of the song, he is eliminating that F. So he's essentially and this is the verse not the intro um he's essentially canceling out the tonal center of this song right out of the gate and um by eliminating that f sharp but then the rest of it it's a four four to four chord to a five chord to a one chord so pretty straight ahead um you've got f to C, to D. Too many reaching for a piece of cake. Too many people pulled and pushed around. Right, pretty straight ahead. Um, if this song didn't rock so good, it could have easily been a folk tune. 
Um, but for the portion which you could call a bridge or an interlude, it does repeat. I see it notated online sometimes as a chorus. I don't know that I'd go that far, but it is at least a, a bridge that repeats where he sings that was your first mistake. All he's doing there is playing a one chord, turning it into a dominant seventh, which is technically a five of four, um, then resolving to the four chord, and then making the subdominant a minor chord. And what this does is it creates a descending bass line. Okay, so what we've got, we've got the G. That's G, G7, C, C minor. And what you do is the G has a G in it. The G7 adds an F. The C brings you an E. And the C minor brings you an E flat. So you've got this little descending bass line. That was your first mistake. That's all he's doing there. It's nothing crazy. Um, the guitar solo and outro are all over the place chord-wise and completely abandon the structure of the song. Um, but that's a cool thing. I think that's very cool because it turns the breaks into another bridge in a way. So the solo uses just a 2-6-1-5 pattern. Like, nothing crazy there, right? Um, and then the outro turns that 2 chord into a major and then goes all over the place just to turn the song into chaos. So you've got the guitar solo, um, like I said. It's an A minor, so we're starting on the two chord. So it doesn't technically change keys, but it feels like it does. But then when you have that guitar solo outro, he ends on that G. And then goes to an A major chord where he went to A minor during the outro or the guitar solo. All the other chords are the same. Then he switches here, he goes B flat to F to A flat to E flat C. G, right, so he's all over the place. It's just chaos. He's basically doing um, uh, four to one, right? B flat to F is a four to one. A flat to E flat is a four to one. C to G is a four to one. B flat to F is a four to one. But he's pulling the fours out of thin air. B flat, A flat, C. They're not really connected harmonically. So he's pulling the starting notes out of thin air and then just resolving down a fourth. Um, which is cool, but it adds to that chaos. And then when you have the type of solo that's being played during that section, uh, it really makes it something interesting. So that's about it I've got for this song. I love this track. I love this album. Um, I remember, I think it was the first, one of the first Solo Paul albums I'd ever purchased. I think I had Flaming Pie because at that point, that was the only album that he had that had been released when at the during my interest in music um and i remember i didn't particularly enjoy it upon the first listen so then months go by i don't listen to it again out of nowhere i decide to put it on again 
And on the second try, I was immediately hooked. I don't know what happened in those, you know, six months or whatever between my first listen and my second listen, but my my musical taste had obviously changed in some way um, because then it became like instantly on high rotation, became one of my favorite Paul albums. I'd say it has remained in my top three ever since. And uh, I'm looking forward. We haven't actually covered a single song from this album on the podcast so far. So from here for the next few couple weeks worth of um, of Beatles-related episodes, we're just going to be talking about Ram, and I'm really looking forward to this because there's a lot of cool stuff on this album. And uh, I hope it brings some folks that don't know much about it to the album and revisit it. So the poll I talked about earlier asking if Paul was singing Piece of Cake or Piss Off, it was 50-50, so that, that answers nothing. Um, you have all disappointed me greatly by not giving me a definitive answer on this weird, obscure little Paul three words. If you have any thoughts on this album, please give me a call, 925-494-1739. You can email me at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. And, of course, you can find us on all the social media. We have a subreddit. We have the YouTube channel I hope you subscribe to so that you can um, join us live when we do these broadcasts and then of course there's facebook groups and the twitter and have a new tiktok account um so find us on there and get a hold of me have a great day thanks for listening stay safe and take care